Hello, and welcome to another episode of Headlines, presented by the Coast News Group. It is Wednesday, December 2nd. I am Ryan Wolt, recapping your North County San Diego news from the past few days. At the time of this recording, San Diego County has reported there have been a total of 83,421 total cases of COVID-19 in the region. That's more than 11,000 new cases since just last week. 51 additional resident deaths in the past week bring our overall coronavirus death total to 1,019. The rolling 14-day positivity rate jumped significantly for the second week in a row from 5% to 6.3%. The county's adjusted case rate has skyrocketed to 15.6, more than double the maximum allowed to move to a less restrictive tier, meaning the county will continue to be in the purple tier for the foreseeable future. A major concern statewide and locally is the availability of ICU beds for patients. Currently, 74% of all ICU beds in Southern California are already full. That's much higher than normal, and health experts estimate that the number will surge again in about 10 days after more people were gathering over the Thanksgiving holiday, which will lead to more than 100% of beds being occupied by mid-December. Please socially distance, wear your masks, and wash your hands to prevent new community outbreaks, of which we have had 79 just this week. In response to ongoing pandemic impacts in the community, the county is now accepting new applications for emergency rental assistance, and they have allocated $27 million in new funding to the program. To qualify for up to $3,000 in relief, renters must demonstrate pandemic-related financial hardships and meet certain income requirements. To find the full list of eligibility requirements, visit sandiegocounty.gov online. Help is also on the way for local businesses. The San Diego County Board of Supervisors has approved the addition of $20 million in funding to the Small Business Stimulus Grant Program that they established back in May. The funds will be available to businesses and nonprofit organizations that have been open for more than a year and have less than 100 employees. Grants are available to businesses that have been forced to close or stop indoor operations to limit the spread of COVID-19. The financial relief is intended to reverse some of the disproportional impacts on their operations and keep some businesses from having to close permanently. The Santa Ana winds are returning amid dry conditions this week, significantly raising the risk of wildfire in the San Diego County mountains and western valleys. A fire watch will be in effect from late Wednesday night through Saturday evening. The winds are expected to slowly weaken and become more localized by this weekend. In response to evolving state environmental legislation and positive new data, the Encinitas City Council has unanimously voted to revise its climate action plan three years earlier than scheduled. The decision further helps solidify the city's regional leadership role in taking actionable steps to reduce its greenhouse gas emissions. In presenting to the council, city staff detailed amendments to the 2018 plan, including measures supporting state decarbonization legislation, biking and pedestrian infrastructure, paperless online permitting, and the completion of the active transportation plan measure. According to the city, the purpose of the Climate Action Plan is to provide a comprehensive roadmap to address the challenges of climate change by reducing greenhouse gas emissions. The iconic Carlsbad smokestack is coming down. Deconstruction efforts are currently underway to remove the 400-foot smokestack towering above the Encina power station nestled along the Carlsbad coastline. Additionally, the entire retired power plant, owned by NRG Energy and home to San Diego Gas and Electrics Operations Center, is slated to be completely torn down by September 2021 as part of an agreement between the energy company and the city of Carlsbad. The next steps for all parties involved are to figure out how to redevelop the property. And now, a quick word about our sponsor helping us bring 
bring you the news, Lazy Acres Natural Market. If you want to eat, drink, and be lazy this holiday season, local grocery Lazy Acres Natural Market is offering fully prepared meals to make it easy for you to ring in the holidays. Order online at lazyacres.com. If you used their service for Thanksgiving, then you already know how easy and convenient it is. If not, the experts at Lazy Acres will handle all of the details for your holiday meal so you can kick back and relax. Find details at lazyacres.com. And we're back. The Carlsbad Unified School District is moving forward with its reopening plans for the students. The Board of Trustees voted 4-1 to to approve the January 5th reopening for elementary, middle, and high school students. Only Board Trustee Kathy Rawlings voted against the reopening plans due to concerns over rising cases of COVID-19. Elementary students will return to school five days per week, while middle and high school students will be subject to a hybrid plan of in-person schooling and virtual classes. Additionally, the district is increasing its pay and recruiting efforts for substitute teachers. The daily rate will increase to $150, while the long-term rate is now $160 per day. Schools that have previously had reopening plans in place or already have students on campus are allowed to continue to operate under those plans, despite the county's recent placement in the purple tier of COVID restrictions. One week after 68-year-old Lisa Thorborg was fatally stabbed at Hosp Grove Park in Carlsbad, more than 100 neighbors and residents came together to honor her life. Lisa's walk was organized by Angela Derby, who invited residents of all ages wearing masks to walk and bring flowers to remember Thorborg, who was found stabbed to death last week on a hiking trail in Carlsbad. Carlsbad Police Department has received the tip about Thorborg's attacker, and they are currently looking for a man who was in the area, described as a white or Hispanic adult, 5 foot 10 inches tall, husky build with a tan complexion and dark hair. He was seen wearing a black shirt and shorts, and possibly a black hat. He walked with a slight limp or a shuffle. The investigation is ongoing going. The Escondido City Council approved funding to build the John Masson Memorial Bike Park inside of Jesmond Denny Park. The council approved using Prop 68 per capita grant funds to build the bike park, which will be named in honor of the council member who passed away in March. The park will be located in Masson's district and near his home. According to Sandag, local traffic during the pandemic is still down, but speeds are up. The Sandag Highway Hotspots and Volumes Tracker measures weekday month-by-month vehicle miles traveled on local highways, including traffic speed and average daily traffic volume. Total volume was down approximately 16% overall from June through October, with the biggest drop on State Route 63, which is down 29%. Speeds are actually up across all highways by an average of 6 miles per hour compared to pre-pandemic data. And in sports news, San Diego's PGA Tour event, the Farmers Insurance Open, will still be held January 25th through the 31st at Torrey Pines Golf Course, but spectators will not be permitted due to the coronavirus pandemic. The event has been played at Torrey Pines since 1968. Those are the key Coast News headlines from the past week. Thanks to our great Coast News reporters, Lexi Brot, Jay Paris, Catherine Allen, Samantha Nelson, Dan Brendel, Steve Petersky, Caitlin Steinberg, and Tigus Lane, whose stories we recap every week. You can find all of those stories and more on thecoastnews.com or pick up a copy of the Coast newspaper. You can find them all over North County. If you've enjoyed this show and you want to hear more podcasts from the Coast News, please consider helping to support our podcast programming by becoming a monthly supporter. Click the support link on the coastnews.com podcast directory or at the link on anchor.fm. You can find links in this show's notes. Thank you for listening, subscribing, and reviewing this show. This episode of Headlines was produced and recorded by me, Ryan Wolt. Jordan Ingram is my editor-in-chief. The Coast News associate publisher is Chris Kidd, and our publisher is Jim Kidd. Thank you for listening, everyone. Check back every Wednesday for your local news headlines. Headlines.